When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Don't Know About That, silent podcast coverage of U.S. Survivor. Today, we'll be covering episode four of Survivor 45, Music to My Ears, and we have finally, finally, after however many seasons now, four or five from math, um, we are, we have finally gotten a tribe swap proper in Survivor 45, and I am so excited to finally be talking about it. I think the swaps could not have turned out any better for our respective players. There is so much to go over, um, and to talk over all of this with me, someone that I would never quit on, the one, the only, MJC. Woo! Yo! Okay. Uh, I mean, Sean, your days are numbered. We're <laughs> oh we're, oh we're gonna god. we're gonna go off. <laughs> oh my god, we we have to talk about. I mean, let's address the elephant in the room because this was 
something that I was not expecting for several reasons. And I don't mm. think the edit did any favors to make us think that what ended up happening was what was going to happen. Sure. I feel like with the premiere it w- of this season, it was becoming increasingly obvious as we got to tribal council that Hannah was trying to get people to vote her out and that she really did not rid of Brandon or Emily there. So like that seemed like a really plausible option that by the time it went to tribal council and Hannah just asked to leave at that point, I felt, I felt like that was expected. It wasn't a shock or anything like that. We go into most of the episode really just immersed in everything that is a tribe swap, um, dealing with different dynamics, some people coming over to their new tribes with a lot of allies, some people with not so many. And it, I, I think it was a really good episode. And then we get to Tribal Council. Uh, by all means, we are, are you know, m- expecting a Sifu blindside. At least I was expecting mm-hmm. a Sifu blindside here. And we move forward with it. And as we are getting more into the tribal council, and I was, you know, NJC, I don't know about you, but I was on my phone just waiting for them to yada yada through this. And then they, and prior to the tribal council, Reba had told Sean, like Dee and Julie duo had said, they really need to play up the fact that Sean is the vote so that they can blindside Sifu and that he's not going to feel obligated to play a shot in the dark or play an idol if he had it or anything like that. Well, we get into tribal council and as the usual, you know, like shoot the shit is going on, we get another quit. Um, Sean at some point decided that he wanted to... Um, he wanted to go home over, I don't know what part of it. I know some people have read more into the episode than like maybe I have, or maybe, you know, or like read more into like the exit interviews that Sean has done. Um, a lot of strong reactions on the timelines right now, but MJC, what were your thoughts about Sean's quit? the Reba Tribal Council as a whole. I feel like, you know, we have to address it. Might as well kick it off right at the beginning so we can start going into some of the more joyous parts of the episode. Sure. So I don't know what this says about me, but I'm just going to, you know, if we're comparing the Hannah quit and the Sean quit, my reaction after watching the first episode, um, that was a great first episode, and for it to end that way, while it was a bummer, I think my first reaction was, oh, I hope that, um, I hope that, like, the internet shows Hannah some grace, yes. and that they don't, like, absolutely, like, destroy her. I hope that, like, you know, people are able to have like a nuanced reaction to seeing this. Um, And my immediate reaction to the end of Reba's tribal on Wednesday is that I hope that Sean never knows peace. I was so 
Gia, I was so oh my God. annoyed. I mean, like, yes. it, again, it was it was a swap, something that we've been wanting since season 40, but that we haven't mm-hmm. gotten in the new era. And I, I thought it was such an interesting episode. And what I was so what I was what I was so like thrown off about going into tribal. And, and you probably felt the same way because you said you were in your phone and like only like half listening. I feel like they didn't present Sean as a as a p- possible option. You know, like yes. I, I thought that that scene at, like, after, and yeah, Jay Maya had to like do some hustling. I'm so glad we got more of Jay Maya. Of course, yes. we're going to talk about Jay Maya during. We this are going to talk all about Jay Maya. We've been I dying know. to talk about Jay Maya, and now we I finally get Jay Maya talk. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, but like, it seemed like she was able to finally convince. D and Julie, like this is the mo- and to the point where I was surprised going into tribal where I said, "There's no alternate target." You know what I mean? They they had it. It was it wasn't in question for me that it was going to be Sifu unanimously, mm-hmm. and like I, I think that we 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 talked about in the beginning of this about the edit surprising us and it not Mm -hmm. really like leaving a crumb that like this might happen which i think leads to the fact that i think that sean walked into that tribal with no indication he was going to do that and there was some thing some trigger some word some idea that was put in his head where he just said, I love my husband, which, awesome. <laughs> I love my family as well. Um, I, I love my husband. Like, my story isn't that I win this show. It's that I go home now for some reason. I, I, I will, you know, I, I think I, I came out a little hot about <laughs> in the moment so I will say that, like, I have uh, cooled that stance since then. And yes. I, guess I understand that, like, you know, I, I, he ha- did what he had to do. Um, but in the moment, I was hot. In the moment, I yeah. was like, it, it, I, I, like, took a breath and I said, I, I'm having fun this season. I really like this season. I mm-hmm. like this cast a lot. But it is a little bit of a bummer that literally one half of the Alims this season have been, like, uh, uh, quits. Have been, like, hey, I'm taking my ball and going home. And it's crazy that it's happening with this tribe because I don't know about you, but preseason, that was the first tribe that Mike Bloom released his interviews with. I remember listening to that podcast and saying, Oh, I love all six of these people. Like, yeah. I hope that they like stay together. Like, I hope, and they're falling apart one by one. And yes. I was so like in on them after. And credit to Mike Bloom is the best in the business. At, yes, you know these preseason interviews. But I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I've done a lot there. <laughs> 
I no, I think it's all very fair. I have a couple things to add, but I think that all of the reactions that you felt from the end of that episode to like where we are now is very valid. Um, and I don't know if I'm necessarily the best person to judge something like this because I don't, I feel like I have personally as a survivor fan do not take quits as personal or as like negatively as a lot of survivor fans do. And I can totally get the distaste about quits. Like, um, and for me personally, like, I feel like there are some quits, like quote unquote quits that were definitely warranted over the history of survivor. Like, um, you think like Jenna Maraska leaving because of the feeling she got that her mom was at the end of her battle with cancer, whether, you know, and that ended up being right. But even if it hadn't, I feel like that's like a very valid reason to quit. Oh, even, um, we've even had Gia, uh, the, 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 the first official quit ever of Austin, where the guy tr- like was playing in his underwear the entire game. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he like, well, was legitimately yeah. sick. Yes. And there was like, I, you know, I'm a survivor Fiji girly. So like Gary uh, quitting in there, I always thought of that as a medical event because it becomes very clear oh, that this man was in a lot of pain. And, and I would say the same thing with Austin. Like there are a lot of like, quits in the history of survivor that i think run a very thin line between like medical evacuation and quit or something where it really feels like someone's physical or mental health are on the line and i totally get that i'm totally on and like i feel like i as a survivor super fan tend to give players a lot more grace than Mm -hmm. a lot of other fans do with a quit um and for some people that would just be like why would you do that like they're ruining our show by doing the quit and I don't see it that way when I normally watch a season of Survivor it you know you go into it thinking like there are uh you know a couple ways to leave the game most people get voted out some people will get medically evacuated or get pulled from the game for um separate reasons and some people do quit and so that feels like this is an option. It's not an option I would like players to take, but it is an option in the elimination process. That being said, while we are looking at this, I hope that Sean is able to make peace with his decision to quit. Yes. And while I am not a fan of his decision or the fact that, and I don't think production or anybody knew, I don't, like you said, I don't think Sean knew as well. I think what we saw from, this episode is all the information we got from production about what was going to happen here with everything in consideration. The only things that make me upset about this decision are one, if Shauna quit last episode, Sabaya would be in this tribe swap. Yes, and indeed. even if she would have that, even if that would have just bumped up her placement by one, I would have been fine with it. Mm. Um, but Sabaya has been very vocal on Twitter about how much she loves Sean and she has a lot of love for him as a player. She likes all, she loves all of her Lulu members, even the ones that she didn't get along with during her time on the island. So I am not going to 
act as like Sabaya's champion for like she she should have been in Sean's place or anything like that since it doesn't seem like that is the narrative that Sabaya wants people to take away from this experience. And we don't deserve Sabaya. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Sabaya's too good for us. Sabaya's Absolutely. too good for us. She's certainly a better person than me. Um, she's probably, <laughs> if you're listening, probably a better person than you, the viewer, the listener. But that's fine because Sabaya is just the standard for like a very like like uh, she just is above the bar for a very nice person. Um, so and she has been very defensive and by that, I mean, like, she has been willing to really stand up for the players that get more of, like, a morally gray or possibly negative edit here. So I'm going to respect Sabaya's wishes in there and not be, like, her champion for the reason that she should still be in the game. However, I, at the end of the day, the big thing that I want to take away with this is that I am glad that if this was something that Sean was willing to do, that he left instead of Sifu. Because... I would rather Sifu stay at least one more round in the game, even if he's voted out next one, because it seems like Sifu has no intentions to quit the game. Um, And I would rather, I would rather Sean have left now than even though the blind side probably would have been very epic. I would have rather Sean left the game if he was not a hundred percent in than have us lose someone like Sifu who has been a very entertaining character. Someone that I have really enjoyed watching, but also just somebody that really wants to be there. I am glad that he is still in the game. The only thing that makes me kind of upset is the fact that Sean told Sifu about the blind side on the way out after he just quit like sir get the fuck out of here just like go like <laughs> do not ruin julie and d's good time for me okay those are my mothers they raised me they are not yes um absolutely well, not so I, yes i am gonna take the 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 opposite side here where i'm really glad that uh sean spilled the beans on the way out because like we love we love a blind side, of course. Yeah. But the only negative is after a blind side, like you know, you have the immediate reaction. You don't have to like live with the person for another couple of days. Where like I think yeah. this is gonna like really like heat things up in Reba and it's gonna be Oh yeah. I, I, I think um as a fan of the content, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be explosive and it's yeah. gonna be the fantastic. You, yeah. you, it's it's rare on Survivor where, um, yeah, I, I'll I'll compare it to, I'll compare it to like a Big Brother situation where, mm-hmm. um, you know, last week with Corey in America, they were blindsided, but they also like had to kind of live. It wasn't an immediate thing where they had to kind of like live with the group that they know just blindsided them. Now. I think what's going to be interesting is how good of a detective is Sifu going to be? Like, I mean, who, who, has... who, who, who done it? Like, he, yeah. I, I'm very into uh, what he's going to – I I worry for um, our, our, our lovely J. Maya. Because she was yeah. the one who was spearheading the entire thing, and it could be a situation where Dee and Julie kind of give each other the look and say, like, oh, we're going to put this on her. So I don't yeah. know. 
It, it'll, it'll be I, interesting. I, it'll be it'll interesting. definitely be interesting. I agree. And I think the chances of Reba going back to tribal council are sort of high. I wouldn't say they're 100% looking at you, Bello. I'm sorry. But I think that, you know, we might be seeing a back-to-back tribal councils for Reba, which is not ideal because I love everybody that's left right now, but it's part of the game. Um, It'll be really interesting, especially because when we got to that point, it did seem like Julie in particular was not sold on the Sifu blindside and people made the connections from like her past interviews that she had done that she was really, uh, she was really emphasizing tribe strength because she did not want to go to tribal council. She didn't, she wanted to minimize the possibilities of them going to tribal council. I don't think she put her game on the line to protect Sifu, but because Sifu is fitting the mold of their challenge strength that Julie has created in her head. Um, And, you know, like a lot of the challenges that we see now do fit Sifu's strength. So I can understand why she would come to that conclusion, but I, it'll be interesting. I think Reba is an incredibly interesting tribe. And now that they lost their like middleman, I guess we could say with Sean, that the fallout from this is going to be definitely very entertaining to watch here. And I don't even think this tribe has an idol on their beach because they're back at the Reba beach where Austin found his idol. So my assumption is that like, if the votes stay the same way, Sifu's going to have to play a shot in the dark if he wants to stay because he can look for an idol. He is not going to find one out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be very interesting to me, though. I'm excited to see where this goes for them. But I do want to get to the swap as a whole. Because yes, of course. I, yes. So we talked a lot about Reba. We'll probably go back to Reba at some point. But... We, after the Sabaya blindside, Sean does spend some time doing some damage control, but really that starting part of the episode, it's just some saying like, Sean really wants a swap. And guess what? There is going to be a swap happening now, possibly because Lulu keeps losing challenges. (laughs) And so we get to after... The night of the night after uh, the tribal council, everybody is shocked that Sabaya was voted out. Me too, friends. Um, <laughs> how dare they? Um, and then it goes right into the tribe swap, which is just a swap of chance. I personally like the schoolyard pick ones. I think those are usually like very fun outcomes, but I'll take a random swap. Um, in my perfect world, we would have had two tribes instead of going back to three and then having a one odd person out that would just like join whatever tribe went to tribal council. That would have been uh, the the entertaining part that I wanted to say. Right, right. Did Gabon cancel the schoolyard pick? No, I don't think, I think they had a schoolyard pick. Am I wrong? No, no, I'm saying after Gabon did... Oh, survive producers like each other be like, we can't do an article. <laughs> I wonder. I feel like they had to have had. I mean, I I don't want to go through my phone and like look oh, no, for all course, of the of different pods. But <laughs> I was about to. I was about no. I was about to be like, let me look at all the tribe swaps that have happened over the years. I don't. I don't know, but I yeah. like the schoolyard pick, so I yeah. kind of want 
them to come back. I think some of our funniest tribes at the very least have come as a result of a schoolyard pick. So I think it would be very interesting. Fact checkers, feel free to add me. Jordan Kalish, add me. (laughs) And uh, yes, yes. So I'm very sorry. I had a message from, I saw a message on my phone. Was Um, it from Jordan Kalish? It was not. It was from my mother. Um, He's like, he just knew that we were talking about some survivor (laughs) trivia that needed to be observed. We we send a little uh, twish signal into the sky like Batman. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. That's yes. Yes. Listen, I I think RHAP has the budget for that personally. (laughs) But... Nonetheless, I, yeah, so that would have been my preferences there is something a little messier, but we do, honestly, I can't be too mad about it because I am really psyched about the tribes that we did end up with. Um, So we have our three tribes and of the three remaining OG Lulu members, they have now gone, they are now um, each on separate tribes. And we have our new Lulu tribe is Caleb, Bruce, Katura, Jake, and Kendra. On Bello, we have Emily, Austin, Drew, Kelly, and Brando. And then on Reba, we have Sean, Julie, D, Sifu, and J. Maya. And something I really, really like about this is that there seems to be there, we get like three separate struggles like storylines from the result of each swap and with one member of Lulu on each swap so like with Caleb Caleb is trying to integrate himself in to the new Lulu tribe which is comprised all of OG Bello members and he does get his wish a little bit because there's obviously some animosity between Katara and Bruce it is like the side plot of the season of here and uh, um, so there there does seem to be some hope for Caleb. I do not know if that will actually happen for him. But I think that we are going to get a lot of interesting dynamics um, within the next few episodes with Bello. I mean, with uh, Lulu, with the OG Bello members, it'll be exciting to see. And then with, um, we already talked a lot about Reba and how they were willing to take Sean in and uh, cast aside Sifu for like, as a result of Sean being able to integrate himself so well. And then on the new Bello beach, Emily has become a bit of the bell of the ball right now because she has two pairs here, which are Drew and Austin on one side who are from the original Reba tribe. And then we have Kelly and Brando um, as the other pair, and they were on the original Bello tribe. And it seems like Emily is going to have to, if they end up going to tribal council, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. She's going to have to pick a side. And honestly, girl has bounced back because she was, so close to going home in the first yes. episode. Yes. yes. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I have to give her credit where uh, at one point as I was watching um, my from the premiere, my mom has been very anti-Emily where I don't think she's disliked a player more than the Emily of the the premiere of this season. 
But at one point during this episode, uh, she informed me that uh, she's done a, a, a 180 on Emily. And we're now like, she's like actually rooting for her. And she actually uh, is enjoying her character arc on the show. I, I think it'll be very interesting to see. I think Emily's going to be here for a while, if yes. not to, I don't know if she's our winner, but I do think she's going to, at the very least, make it to merge. Yes. Um, and I think that that'll be really interesting to see. Um, I don't, so we're at four right now, so I'm guessing we'll have two more votes before we get to mergeatory. Or maybe the one. Because we're at, yeah, because we're, we're yeah. at 14 left. Yeah, you should yeah. do that at 12. Yeah, so we'll be getting we'll be getting there soon. And I'm very interested to see where it goes, especially once Emily is on the same beach. If Caleb uh, survives being on uh, the new Lulu tribe with the original Bellow members, it'll be really interesting to see them navigate the game, I'm guessing, as a duo or, you know, seeing what else comes about from it. But it'll be very exciting to see how the game progresses from here with them. And I, we really, I feel like Bellow was the tribe we saw the least of this episode, the new Bellow tribe. Yes. Um, And we really, so... Follow me, follow me with this, MJC, because I started making some conspiracy theories about how this could play out. I have no way of actually knowing if it's true, but we have not really the only things we got from the new Bello tribe this episode was that there are clearly two pairs and Drew and Austin are trying to reel Emily in so that Emily will be their third person in this tribe of five. However, if Emily decides not to go with this pair, that they're going, you know, Austin still has his idol and Drew still has his safety without power and Austin's vote is not canceled because of that via goodwill advantage. They have a lot going on on their side Mm -hmm. and we really haven't heard from Kelly or Brando. We heard we heard a little bit from Kelly this episode. We got nada from Brando here. I don't think that means that they are screwed here. I think what is going to happen is that next episode or whatever episode Bello ends up going to tribal council, they are going to we are going to see more screen time with a pitch from Kelly and Brando. And I think that's going to be the pitch that Emily is sold on. I don't think that, um, yeah, I don't, I think Emily is going to end up siding with Kelly and Brando. We just haven't seen their pitch yet. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, No, I like that. I like that. I like that theory. Um, Because you know that, you know, uh, Brando and, um, and Kelly, they're not dumb. Like they they definitely, um, they, they, you know they can do math I, I i feel like they they definitely understand the fact that um they can do hard things exactly like yes yes, <laughs> yes um so yeah i i i like that take it's it's interesting i like it yeah and there isn't anything that we are seeing in the current edit that makes me think like oh yeah austin or drew are definitely screwed here if they're going to tribal council but that is just what I'm thinking of right now because we've already gotten a lot from 
Austin and Drew recently. So it makes sense to continue their story into like now we this pair who was already a pair on their original tribe. Yes. Same thing with Kelly and Brando are here. It makes sense for us to continue this story and see kind of what their plan is on this new tribe. However, I think just because we haven't seen the pitch from Kelly and Brando yet doesn't mean that it's not there. And I think they're going to start getting a little more spotlight if they do end up going to tribal council. And I do think that's going to be the pair that wins out, whether or not they find out about these advantages or not either. Yes. No, no. I, 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 I think it will make for an interesting, if they end up even going, you know, before, before yeah. mergatory, uh, it'll make for, um, yeah, it'll, 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 yeah. it'll, it'll make for, um, some good content. Yeah. I think where the, I think I would be most shocked to see if, um, to see Lulu, the new Lulu go to tribal council. I think that will probably, and again, this is just me throwing out theories. I do not have any basis for them, but I think we are probably going to see a Reba Tribal Council and a uh, a Bellow Tribal Council would be my guesses for the next two. I don't know what order they would be in, but that's my guesses for like who is going to be going soon. Yeah, no, I I I, I like that. Looking at like the the makeup of the Lulu Tribe, you know, they have, uh, you know, they they they, they have. Uh, Caleb, who's like a really good athlete and everything, uh, you know, Katura is is an attorney. Like Kendra's on the ball, and uh, we all know what 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 Jake does best, right? Uh, he's a good swimmer. He's a good swimmer. Good thing I'm a good swimmer. I, I swear to God, they Jake knew that that line was going to eat and production clearly agreed with him because it was in every promo for this fucking swap and it was yes. funny and the way he laughs at his joke afterwards was just like the cherry on top he knew he, he knew had, that joke was making the edit jake had a great uh tweet of just um the after this episode of you know anytime i say something like remotely funny and it's a clip of peter griffin laughing in a family guy episode and being really it was very, it was a very funny tweet yes Jake gets it. He gets it. Jake gets it. Jake's one of us. He's one of the people. Absolutely. Yes. You're you're part asshole, um, Gia. Was it? I am a masshole. Um, I do not have the Bostonian accent no. like um, no. my co-masshole, um, Jake. But we can't all be from uh Boston. Some of us are just from Western Massachusetts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But I do, before we get into like immunity challenge and some of the other things that happen here, I want to talk about two of my favorite moments this episode. Um, one of which is Julian D looking through um, Sean's bag. I love a bag search. I think <laughs> if you are going, I know some people hate when players look through people's bags they feel like it's like crossing the line it goes against their moral core i love it i would be checking everybody's bags just for fun if i had Gia, like, Gia's at the airport rooting for tsa for like, I yes random search go random search open I mean, it up 
I would be searching everybody's bags there. Like the minute I get to be alone and start looking through people's shit, I'm doing it. Absolutely. Um, I love when people look through individuals' bags. And I think it was perfect timing in this episode because we get like Jay Maya, who obviously wants to form a bond with Sean. They both seem to have like a very strong connection with each other immediately which i love it was very it was a very cute little conversation that they had and then um the remaining three so sifu julie and d are like obviously he is our new person we need to see what he is working with so let's go look through his bags but they don't just look through his bags they memorize how he does the knot on his bag because it's apparently very complicated. They practice the knot on their own bag so they'll know how to put it back. And then when they finally open the bag, they remember how he folded everything. And apparently Julie has this so so funny. She's just like, why is he so neat? And I was cracking up during this part. (laughs) It was so funny. And while all of this is happening, uh, Sifu is out on the beach and he is like keeping watch for um, to make sure that Sean and Jemai are not coming back. They don't find anything. So they're presuming that he does not have an idol, which they are correct. But I loved it. It was such a funny segment. This is, again, why Julie and Dee are my current favorites for this season. I love everything about them. And uh, this was such a funny moment. Whoever put Julie and Dee on the same tribe, give them a race, please. Absolutely, give them the flowers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sifu proving that he is a better watchman than Austin is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> he has, he does have skills. He has a lot of skills, and some of them are useful in Survivor, one of which is being a very strong watchman. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I almost wonder, I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty here, but it almost makes me feel like, why were they going to go through with the Sifu blindside? My guess is that there's a lot of, like, footage that we don't see. He seemed to already be on the outs a bit on his original tribe. But from what we have seen so far, Sifu seems pretty, like, uh, strong, like, very attached to Reba. Like he does seem like he wants to go into the merge Reba strong. So he didn't, we didn't, and we can see if something else happens or if there's like other information that gets unveiled as we get into further episodes, but we haven't seen him really like even throwing out names at this point until we get to this episode where it just is, it seems like the obvious thing to him that they would vote out Sean if they are going to tribal council. Like he doesn't even consider the idea of voting out one of the women on his tribe. Uh, yeah. No, Sifu is, I, I feel like is like one of these new era characters that, you know, we get a couple of them a season where it's just like, where um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the flip to switch i'm waiting for him to kind of show a little bit more than like oh like i'm a i'm 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 wacky i'm out there i'm gonna like punch trees and i'm gonna like air guitar on the machete it's just like you're like a like you're an interesting cat like you're definitely like you're definitely unique and there's no one like you but 
Like I want to see it. I I want to see it materialize into into gameplay. And there there I mean I'm not anti Sifu. I'm not anti the character. There are plenty of people um, who have like a similar archetype in the show that like I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I I'm I'm curious as to uh, I, I think I just I feel like every time they go to Sifu for something. It's just like him being wacky. Yeah. He's giving me very big Ryan Madeira energy from yes. Survivor 43, which yes. I love. And I was a huge Ryan defender during that season where it was like his job was beach. His job, he was yes. there to be, <laughs> he was there to be entertaining. He had a lot of like crazy ideas that never worked out. Um, he was happy, like Ryan was happy to be there. He had his fun friendship with, um, with Gio Gio. from his tribe and he had a little rivalry with Cassidy. None of them felt like super serious to me, but they were just like fun side plots to the show of like, this is who this character is. He was fun. And I think Sifu was kind of filling that spot. I don't think he's going to win or even get closer, close to like to winning, but I think he's a super entertaining character and I get very excited when he's on screen because it's just going to be a fun time. He's there for fun. He's there. I'm sure he is there to win a million dollars, but the edit we are getting from him is just, he's a fun guy. Right, right, right. I almost like this is going to like be sacrilege and, and I, you know, this is like the, you know, we talk about like someone's like ceiling or potential, like, this is like the ultimate potential because I love this man very much, but I feel like his ceiling is Nazir. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Where he's like, he's just, he's like an, an interesting, like quirky character who is like, Hey, we're tribe strong and we're going to do it for the tribe. And we're going like, you know, we're going to try to, never lose a challenge and go into um, the, the, the merge with everyone intact. And that's going to be like that. That's going to get us to where we need to go, where I, I, I think that's short-sighted where I, I don't think you can't, you can't, you don't, you can't win survivor in the new era at, the at Mergatory. You know what I mean? It's like you need yeah. to, there needs to be something more where, all right, we've accomplished our goal where all six of us have made the merge. Like, now what? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Nasir. Nasir's the man. <laughs> I do love Nasir. There's one, I this is one of my favorite casting arcs of the new season. They have, like, I call them the himbo cast, the yes. like the himbo archetype. They are, there is much more to them than just being a himbo, but I love them so much. It's like this character is here to have a fun time, to enjoy the experience of Survivor, but not necessarily in like and not access not necessarily excelling at the strategy part of the game. So we saw it with Nasir in 41. Excellent casting choice, by the way. I can't believe it took him this long to be cast it's like like sacrilege um we had nasir we had roxroy from 42 we had ryan madera um 
44, I would say I got to think about 44. Probably Danny or Brandon. Yes. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. I like yeah. That and then this season we have Sifu. And all of them, great casting decisions. Very funny players to see. So I, you know, they're they're a fun archetype. I enjoy seeing them. So it's it's just been fun. They're a fun they're a fun casting decision to make. I, I want to see more of them in the future. And I would not be mad if any of those players in that archetype were to come back in the future as like returning players. How about how about this for 44 instead of Danny? Where I yeah, I like Danny, but what about Jamie as that archetype? Oh, yes. Yes. I think Jamie Jamie's a better fit for that because I think like we weren't, yeah, I like that. I think that, ja- I feel like Jamie wanted to embrace more of the, um, how do I put it? Like, she wanted to be more on the strategic side of things, where I feel like we really didn't get that edit from a lot of those other players that I, na- I named that kind of represent that. But Jamie was so entertaining. And sure. she she fits it. She fits that role for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I hope you're listening, uh, producers of Australian Survivor, about those himbos that Gia talks about. Yes. Please listen. Gia put out a great tweet today for all you who yes. are, are listening. Listen. They don't, the, Australian himbos versus tight. himbos. Yes. I have been saying it. Whatever series wants to pick it up, please just give me credit. I ask for nothing else, but I would want nothing more than a himbos versus bimbos season and uh i think someone should make it happen i this is the type of content i want to see in survivor i don't need people to be smart or to even say they are secretly smart i want dummies on islands fighting for money that's it that's all i ask so can we i i like that in our discussion of the Sifu archetype that you brought up Roxroy because I want to pivot that to talk about Bruce. Where oh, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, no, I actually I did want to talk about Bruce as well because he has my other favorite moment of this episode. But continue. <laughs> but no, no, no. What what were you gonna say first? Though? No, what where where I, I feel like they are um uh, they're they're similar in that you know the older black man, bald father, kind of bossy, where like that that's where they, they can. But I think that the goofiness of Bruce and like the him like he is such a like he is such an uncle. Where he's like the guy who like slap you on the back hard, you know, like yeah. he's, he's a back slapping uncle. Um, the the Flint move, oh where Katora is just like, "Yo, we get it. It's a bit. It's not funny anymore." Like, and he went on for like an extra twenty seconds after everyone's like. Funny, like hysterical man. Like, can we get that foot now? Oh, is it in that part? Is it in this one? Is it? Oh my! Oh, oh, oh! it's such an uncle, like cheesy, corny. 
I I love Bruce. I love I I I, love my interaction with Bruce, the the interaction that I had with him in person. I think he's a lovely, lovely man. Um I I I I can see how he can be kind of a lot. (laughs) I and I mean this very seriously. I am very serious about this. I need Katura and Bruce to both make it to finale night. And I am so serious of this. I, I know only one of them can win. And you know what? They don't even have to both be in the final three if they choose not to be. I am fine with that. However, they both, I don't care what conflicts they have. They both need to make it to finale night. And I am so serious about that. I need this story. I could watch the storyline go on for several weeks. Several. Yes. And yes, yes. it was, it's never getting old for me. It was so funny. No. Oh my God. So good. So good. Um, I did want to, because we have a whole thing about uh, Katara and Bruce's rivalry. And we'll get to that soon. But Bruce, Bruce did have my favorite moment of the night um, that I did not expect, but I guess we should have expected given like the yeah. mechanisms of how season or these sorry not old the new seasons of survivor are playing out because they all return to fiji and they are on the same beach and we had actually seen from uh the this beach the beach that lulu is on um is a little bit of a curse they have been known because uh yes i believe it was ricard that confirmed that this was lulu was on the uh ua beach the ua beach um from survivor 41 who also was known to lose a lot of eliminations um and we also had um tika beach was on this beach as well and while you know tika lost a lot during the during the pre-merge last season but that's not what we're talking about here uh bruce has this very emotional moment because he gets back to lulu and recognizes it as the tika beach from last season which is the beach that he got medically evacuated from so for those that don't remember bruce got a concussion from the first challenge in survivor 44 but medical examined him. He was able to get up. They, uh, He was cleared to continue playing. They thought he was fine. 12 hours later, um, it's very clear that, like, there is some serious damage happening here, which later turns out to be a concussion, so he gets pulled from the game. Um, this all happens within, like, 12 hours of the first episode of 44. Mm-hmm. And... That I can imagine for Bruce, like, and again, he got this amazing opportunity to return. And I am so glad that we got Bruce returning here. But he has this moment where he recognizes this as the beach that he lost last season where he was pulled from the game. And at that point, he did not know that he was going to be returning. So he feels like this is where his dream at that time was taken away from him and i was like i was tearing up i'm tearing up a little now being like i can't imagine like that was just a very big like i did not expect that moment to happen but given that they reuse the same beaches this is something that can happen with 
sir with like the returning cast members bruce is our first cast member of the season and he went through or of uh the new era of survivor and he went through a very traumatic event on this speech now he is coming back here um and he's still in the game he's already outplaced his first right. placement which is great i i am not too worried about bruce's uh placement for the next few rounds i think i think we're gonna have bruce for a while personally i i could be wrong but i think we're gonna have him for a while and i really like this because not only did production acknowledge it and include it in this episode um i think that this is being treated as like a closing of bruce as the returning player who went through this very traumatic experience on 44 where yes he got medically evacuated yes he had this really rough go of it on survivor 44 and a lot of it accumulated to him getting pulled on uh tika's beach now lulu's beach however i think now that it's been acknowledged and he has had this moment we can put a close on bruce the medevac and start focusing on bruce as the survivor 45 player and i'm very happy to see what for me feels like a, a bookend for the survivor 44 bruce now we have survivor 45 bruce and I like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, so, uh, I one of my favorite moments from the episode um, was the Katura confessional. Oh my god! The elapsed time confessional of all the things that Bruce does. That's mm-hmm. like annoying. Can we like? Can we try to like? fill in some of the <laughs> ellipses for like what do you think he's doing out there that's that's really annoying i i have i have one that like i've one that I, I i'm almost positive that bruce is doing out there i i loved it it was so for, for we got a survivor first this episode we got our first ever confessional with no words because <laughs> after uh after and this is mike bloom um verified so i feel like it is a fact but after bruce pulls the uh flint move where they don't where he pretends like to lose the flint or like what pocket is it in it pans to katara after her time elapsed rant about yeah. bruce and uh, she just looks at the camera very annoyed first time that has ever happened and it was glorious, absolutely glorious. Yes. And my other favorite, let me just say, the time elapsed, everything Katora does is hilarious. Of course. She, all of her confessionals have been funny. Most of them have been targeted towards Bruce, but her other ones have also been very funny. She's just a funny gal. It's, you know, she's gifted like that. But absolutely. I do have to say that, especially after we got that moment from Bruce where he was talking about um, like his like very emotional moment of like being back on the Tika beach that one of her complaints being you hit your head and now it's better. It's just such a wild thing for me to (laughs) hear her complain about in this context where it was like, no, he actually got pulled from the game last season because of it. 
but it was just like a wild thing to complain about but I totally get it because once especially because like they are living with these people um they are in a game where there are cameras on them they are surrounded by the same people day in and day out their only way out is to be able to like vote one of them out either you get voted out or your rival is going to get voted out at some point and even that might not happen for when you want it to and on top of all of it no one is showering or brushing their teeth or like that that would get me annoyed too i would hate everybody on my tribe yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so uh, first, I'm going to say that um, I, I guarantee that at one, at least one point, Bruce has dropped a was I think he's brought that back. Like, yes. Based on like the annoying things that Katara is mentioning. Like he apparently all his references were like in the nineties. They're all like they're they're all from they're all from like Wayne's World and like Ace Ventura. And I'm sure he's like done the thing where he talks out of his butt like Jim Carrey does. Um, so I mean I I love Katura again for the same reasons that you mentioned, where I just want to like I just want to like get a coffee with Katura and just like sit in a Starbucks and just like gab about people. Like I think I'm like a very like I think I have a reputation for being like a very like uh uh positive and kind person and I am but like there are times where like I can get in the mud and start to like did you see that about that person? But I, I think she'd be like the queen to like have yes. that conversation with. I feel like it would like last for like hours. I'd be like, oh, yeah. like, where did the time oh. go? Oh, we've been too busy. I would like, love, yes, yeah. I would love nothing more than to get out of my Survivor 45 experience and be able to talk shit with Katara. Like, I need <laughs> that to happen. I would love that. What, like, like, if I want a cameo where Katara <laughs> just talks shit to me what about would you anything. Say? Any, I don't need to know who she's talking shit about. Like Katara, you want to talk shit about uh, the your coworkers or like people, your in. family members, I'm people in. I've never met. Please just send me a cameo about that. Like I would pay money for that. Oh, we could dream. I know, right? The <laughs> dream, the dream, the dream, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, there was a lot to go in this episode. We didn't even really get to Caleb yet where Caleb is, uh, sort of getting a blessing here with a swap, but he's also swapped on to a tribe with four other people from the same tribe. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to make headway in it, but it seems like, I don't know. I like, there's a lot going on in this tribe. Um, Jake is more than happy to pull Caleb in as a number for himself, as is Bruce. Katora is trying to do the same thing with trying to throw Bruce under the bus. Sadly, we don't get a Kendrick confessional, which should be illegal in Survivor World, in my opinion. But I digress on that point. Um, I, I, at this point, and we might get something new next Tribal Council or next uh, episode, I think that I, I do not believe that 
Um, who was it? I do not believe that Lulu is going to be going to tribal council before the merge. That's just personally what I am thinking right now. And I could be very wrong on that, but that's just my thought on this right now. Um, but if they do go to tribal council before the merge, I still think that despite all of this uh, Katara Bruce drama, um, that Caleb is going to be going. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that, like, I, I if we know. get to I that don't point. I don't, it'll, I, I think I'm with you in that I don't think that's something that we um, have to worry about because I do not believe. Uh, New Lou is is going uh, is, is is going anywhere before the merge, but yeah, I I don't I don't I. It's interesting. Where I I just I, I feel like both, like Bruce's contingent and Katara's contingent are going to like, kind of play tug of war for Caleb. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't I I you know, I'm trying to think of so. The mergatory votes in the new era, okay, have been so it was Sydney. Sydney. It, it was Sydney, it was Lydia. Lydia. Uh it was Ellie. Ellie. And, and then last was season Josh. was Josh. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess like last season kind of bucked the trend of the you know, the the the, the younger like perceived as weaker women so i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what that's gonna look like this yeah so i i i I, yeah what i I think happens here with the with the earn the merge mergatory part of the which i still hate it's just not it's not giving what production thinks it's giving but i think that usually the person that goes is the person most expendable they're like we need a soft launch into the merge let's get rid of someone that just the majority is fine with going um that happened with sydney she was the person that was not going to cause an all-out war when she left yeah that was um uh lydia we saw kind of that struggle with high he didn't want to lose Lydia especially since they bonded so well in the merge or in the pre-merge of 42 but she did get but like eventually high did have to like let go of her because she was the person that was the least objectionable for people to vote out at that point and uh, other people were fighting harder for their people that were also in that realm of expendable um, 43 was the same thing. It was just like, they well, just were Gabe looking... Gabler had like a, a yeah. was blinded by nobody wanted to give the, a name. We, the, the less we talk them. about the 43, what are the best yeah. on this podcast? Well, Next. yeah. So <laughs> realistic, but like that one, what that one was that like, nobody wanted to give a name. Gabler gave one. That's how that happened. Yep. And uh, 44 was again, because Josh was probably going to go home on either of the tribes that he was on like um before the swap the um the tika swap and um vat was it vati 
I'm sorry if I got their tribe name wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think, think so. it was Bati. Yeah. So and that was also a situation where, like, it was it was him or Jam Jam, and like that that yeah. that it, it, there wasn't really. Like, I think they tried to like make it seem like, oh, maybe it's going to be Kane, but no, it was always going to be yeah. like him or Jam Jam at the. Yeah. At the 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 merge story. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't mean to like yeah. you know, oh, no, you no. have this conversation I mean, like, with whoever you have on in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but no, like that is that this is this is the pattern here. So yeah. like once we get and I think episode five, um and possibly six, depending on how the how, when they decide to do mergatory. Yeah. Um, I think that the person that goes home in that earn the merge phase is going to be the person that isn't immune and is the least objectionable to go. A lot of those merge votes or the first vote where everybody votes together are like that, where we just need a soft launch into like working with people that we have not worked with before or people we have not even met yet officially. I will say that another thing that worries me for Caleb should Lulu go to tribal council or even if they just get straight to the merge here is that the Bruce has information that the other players don't have and that's that Jam Jam wins this season and uh, not and follow up with that Bruce knows that Jam Jam wins and that Tika started the merge with the fewest numbers and steamrolled through because of this war that went on between the other two tribes. And uh, I don't think that Bruce is going, even if he can't say this because of like how, like when uh, they, when 45 went to go record, they were a couple episodes into 44, but Bruce knew the outcome because he was on the cast. Yes. So I, and I don't know how, I don't know how the edit will make it work, but I think this is going to be something on Bruce's radar and therefore the radars of these other players. They cannot just because this tiny tribe has two members left does not mean we can let them skate by like this is going to bite us in the ass if we keep them around long enough. So I I could be overthinking this. I don't think for all of those reasons that Caleb is safe right now. And I think that Caleb and Emily should be worried when they get into the next stage of the game, if they are both making it to the next stage of the game. And I hope they do. I just think they're going to have a lot to uh, worry about once they get there. They have some other powers that be that are working against them that would not necessarily be there um, on a regular season. Yeah. Um, another thing that might throw kind of a, a wrench in Caleb's plans um, is if there's any any fire to the smoke and apologies for using those terms of we saw Jake go down in the third episode. And, and in the preview, it looks like it goes down again, right? I am I am really, really worried about now. Jake is someone that in my head, he is making it very far in this game, just yeah. based on what we have seen from him so far. I hope so. I I I, and I, I think hope he's he such will. like a like an interesting character. Yeah. And I I 
in my head, if all goes well for him and like physically, he's making it very far. And mm-hmm. I would not, I could see a world where he does end up winning the game. I am very worried for him this next episode because what it looks like to me is that this is either dehydration or a seizure, like in a, a minute seizure right. that happens. Um, my youngest brother gets these sometimes um, with, you know, he has medication, so it doesn't happen anymore. But it almost it does not look like the seizure that you would traditionally expect when you think of a seizure where you're like shaking, you're falling on the ground. It literally looks like spaced out for a moment and then you come back um, and you just don't you can't account for that time that was lost. Like you can't explain like what just happened. So for me, with my experience, that is what it looks like is happening. Mm-hmm. And if it does end up being uh, something related to a seizure, I think that's going to be the end of the game for him. And I'm worried, but I hope that that's not what happens and that this scene that we got was just a little, like, we're just going to scare you a little bit. Um, I really don't want another, I don't like medevacs. I don't, uh, the less of them that we get the better. They're just very painful to me. There's like, there's no joy in a medevac. At least we can make jokes about quits. Yes. I can like, I can joke around about a quit. Okay. It's a quit. Medevacs are not fun to me. They are not something I ever want to see on my screen. There is nothing entertaining about them to me, especially with a player that I really like. And I think Jake would just be such a loss if he goes early for any reason. But I really don't want to lose any of these players to a medical evacuation. So I hope, I mean, we know that Jake is okay. Like, he is uh, he is cracking jokes on Twitter with yes. the best of us right best. now. Yes. Yes. But yes. I want him to be okay in the game as well. I agree. I agree. And I, I will also say that one of um, the conversations that about Survivor that I, I just don't have any care for and interest in is when we when people debate oh is that a medevac or a quit like matthew Uh, last season gary like dana like that's a snore like i don't want to debate that like (laughs) move on no exactly because you know and you know those like those are very special circumstances as someone that just recently rewatched fiji for um for a fiji forever podcast it's just like even though you know it's coming, it was so painful to see Gary leave the game. And it was so scary. It was so sad to see, like, people like Cassandra and Dreams be really concerned for him and have him eventually be pulled from the game and or decide to leave. But it's a medevac, in my opinion. And it's just Life's very – too short to, like, yeah. debate about being win. Like, move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it was just – it. What it was was traumatizing. Whether you want to categorize that as a medevac or a quit is on you, but these are not fun things to – this is not the type of survivor debates that I want to have either. They're not – medevacs in general are just like the worst of television for me because they're not anything that I want to see. I want to see players get voted out or decide to leave the game on their own terms or get blindsided or just lose in a final – Bo, I never want to see a player get medevaced. Right. Yeah. But 
I mean, we and we already talked about the tribal council, so we talked a little bit in reverse here about like so Reba lost uh the challenge this episode, so they ended up going to tribal council. And after it did seem we were going to get a Sifu blindside, but then Sean asked to be voted out very unexpectedly. Um, And again, my sentiment still stands. I don't like the quit, but I'm happy that Sifu got to stay in the game. And I hope that Sean is at peace with his decision um, or finds peace in his decision, if not fully at peace with it right now. So that is my gist of the episode five or episode four of survivor 45 about an hour later mjc was there anything you wanted to add or talk about with this episode before we get into like our closing stuff no just just that you know again that i like i hate i hate that it took until the swap but like i I was happy for more jay maya content i just you know yeah i um I, 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 I find her interesting. I, I want to see her uh, continue to thrive. Um, <coughs> I'm, again, I'm still so high on this season and this cast. And I think that, I agree. like, I, 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 I've enjoyed the ride for sure. Um, the, you know, the, 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 the quits have been frustrating, but, um, I yeah I I'm, I'm I'm I think this is I I still think this has potential to be like a really like special season I think this um, again I just I I think this this cast hits so hard um, I don't care what any like barstool bros think of this cast <laughs> or this season honestly. Um, because they're One thing wrong. That, they're objectively yeah. wrong. And we're right. They are wrong. Yes. Um, for anybody, and you know, we're open. We accept a lot of opinions here. If you think this cast isn't hot, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ridiculous. This, is a, very, this Ridiculous. is a very sexy class. <laughs> this is a very sexy cast. And like, get your eyes checked or like seek help. I don't know. I don't know what to tell <laughs> with all of you, but I'm sorry. That's just we will not accept such slander on our podcast episode right. never yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure if you had like something else you wanted to add no not really because right. like everything would be yeah. from like the blowback of the first episode and like we're, we're moving on we're looking towards the future yeah, like, we are we don't, moving we don't on. care yes. about i am yes all that. i am still very much enjoying this season and looking forward to episode five. I can't wait to see what happens next. And I love this cast. This has been a very entertaining cast to me. They have been great. By the way, 90 minute episodes, yeah. chef's kiss. Amazing. Phenomenal. I think Phenomenal. We, I think everything that we were worried about that people, not we, but people were worried about with the 90 minute episodes, where it's just going to be like sob story, sob story, sob story. We, like, no, we haven't gotten yeah. that. We've gotten like camp stuff. We've gotten relationship stuff. Like yeah. it's just been to, I, it, it's been a revelation. I, I, I then, really love the 90 minute episodes. Yeah. The I think like we got to a point where like 
in some of these newer seasons, they had like the two hour merge episodes or the double try. And those felt like a lot. I think the 90 minute episodes with how they are choosing to use time right now has been incredible. And I hope that this is a sign for what we can get from future seasons as well. All right, MJC, before we close out, we have a task that we must complete. And that is each of us individually have to pick our episode MVP. This could be any criteria you want. It does not have to be who you think is going to be lasting the game. It does not have to be who came out of the episode victorious or who uh, had the best one-liners. It could be any criteria you want, but as you, for your individual in- entertainment, who was your episode MVP for this episode? My episode MVP for the fourth episode of season 45 of Survivor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Emily. I think that Emily um, kind of found herself in a position where um, she moved up, where, where it, it, yes, there was an obvious target in Lulu if they went to tribal council again without the swap. But I think that she has improved her position really well. And the amount of, it, it may have just been Drew, but I feel like there was more than him that said this, but the amount of people who said, you know, I misjudged her. Like from like looking yes. at her, you know, before, like I thought she was going to come in and like be, um, you know, the human embodiment of Angelica Pickles. But instead, yes. like, you know, she's like really like yeah. a, a lovely person, delightful. And so I, I think that, I think I think I'm gonna give it Emily my season four MVP. I episode love four that. MVP. I love that, and I think that is a very good choice. We didn't get too much into Emily's arc this episode, but I think it was really good, and I can definitely see that like she was a great MVP for this episode. Mine for this, um, I I loved everybody this episode. I think like this was such a strong episode overall with just kind of like a little fizzle out at the end uh i am going to say though i think d was my episode mvp because she searched for she searched through sean's bags complicated not in all which is one of my favorite things she is in such a good position on reba right now um the swap was very kind to her with this current tribe and also she even when sean asked for them to vote for her. She still wanted to go through with the blind side on Sifu and it didn't work out for her, but I, I thought it was hilarious and I would want to do the same thing. Like, I'm sorry you want to quit, but like, we already made these plans. (laughs) I'm not just throwing away my, and again, as someone that was happy that Sifu stayed over Sean it's just very iconic of her to be like, I get you want to leave for your husband, but I have a game to play, so I do not care. I love it. I love it. I think two I think, great choices. Yes, I think that these are both. Oh my god! If we get Emily and D in the final two or final three, I' gonna cry of joy. <laughs> I think that would be that would be a great. <laughs> great okay, so so. Final four in your like perfect world. It's Emily, it's D, it's Bruce, it's Katura. Yep, that's it. That's the final four. And then, fo- then fo- follow with me here. Yes. Katura and Bruce 
obviously have to face off with each other in Final Four Fire Making. Of course, of course. That just <laughs> it's just poetic cinema. Yeah, I, indeed. Before wait, before we end, I do. Yes. I have been thinking about this, and I have not shared my little conspiracy theory with anybody yet. But have you been looking for the person that is getting fire shots this episode? Because last season, and they there have been proof in some of the other seasons as well, where the editors will do this, and they might not be doing it this season, but they do they did these little edits with Carson last season where it was they he had a lot of shots by fire whether it was mm. like in his confessionals in the editing choices that were made about like where in camp he was they showed a lot of episodes they showed a lot of shots with him around fire and lo and behold he lost the final four fire making and I'm pretty sure there is evidence that they did the same thing with Jesse in 43 so I have been looking out for it for this season. I have a theory currently, but I am looking for more fire shots to be certain. But MJ, okay. have you have you looked for this at all? No. And I, I really want to hear the theory. I think, and again, we are only four episodes in, so I could be wrong here. Currently, though, I have noticed we have gotten some fire shots with Bruce. Ooh. I think Bruce might be our final four uh fire making uh oust in this season. <laughs> but I am keeping because I'm discarding the um like Jake and Kendra by the fire shot yeah. where Jake passed out. I don't I I have not put that into my equation here, but I have been trying to keep track of who is by fire in different shots or like what we are getting in the edit to possibly hint at who is final for fire making. I think it might be Bruce. From what we have currently gotten, I could be wrong. I am going to be keeping it, keeping an eye out. And as the new episodes come out, I am going to be keeping track of it so I can start making my guess for final four ousting. Yes. Now this is now this is different than because I feel like in in forty one especially we got a lot of Deshaun with the fire, but Deshaun won the fire. But yeah. I think it was less of like fire shots of like. I feel like we saw him start fires a lot during that season. So yes, I, in we the did. back of my mind, I was like, I think Deshaun's going to go to fire at the end. Yes, I think, yes, we did do that. And I can't remember who was fin- final four Heather. for, no, it was Heather. Yeah. And they just didn't show any of Heather, which they were <laughs> wrong for that. So again, um, curse on them. And, uh, but no, no. So 42 was Mike and Jonathan. And I feel like they Jonathan, have. Shots. I, think, I think Jonathan got some fire shots. I think yeah, he definitely so, got some fire shots. Yeah. So, and Mike was, well, and Mike was a fireman. So he yes. is a fireman. <laughs> so um, it's really hard to determine his fire shots being from as a fireman and him yeah. just actually being the one that wins <laughs> yeah, final right, four right, fire making. Right, right. So I, yeah. So that was, I'm another, not entirely... that was another really great casting choice is Mike Turner. I am looking for. I I feel like in my bones he is playing again at some point, and I nice. am so looking forward to his return. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not every day I root for a man to return to Survivor, but Mike <laughs> Turner. <laughs> well, no, we 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 uh, we I think we agreed on both Nasir and Mike Turner can come yes. back on the show. The two, <laughs> yes, the the gold standard of men, yes, as I yes, like to indeed. call them. Yes. <laughs> indeed. But um, yes, so that's my theory. I have finally shared it with the world. I can't wait to hear yeah. if other people have theories on this. And I'm going to be looking forward to it. But MJC, thank you for joining me for an amazing episode of I Don't Know About That. I loved talking about the tribe swap with you. And I cannot wait to see how the rest of this season turns out. I want to also know where can people follow you? And is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, nothing to promote right now. Uh, you can follow me, um, on Twitter, uh, MJCSZN. I'm also the same on Insta and I've actually been using Insta a lot more recently, um, which I've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, Gia, it's always such a pleasure talking Survivor with you and Yo. who knows, maybe the next time we do so, I'll have a drink in my hand. I think I think that is very plausible that that will be happening. Um, I uh, Knowing both of us, I yes. agree. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And- oh, also, before you, before you close, by the way, I surreptitiously during the podcast texted Jordan Kalish and said, um, has there been a schoolyard try pick slash swap since Gabon? Instant response. Don't think so. That's so Gabon, upsetting. Gabon broke it. Gabon. I mean, I get, I get he it. Said never again. But that's so upsetting. I understand, but I also don't because I just miss schoolyard picks so much. Um, oh you my ever, god! Like, that... See someone who like earnestly says that like Gabon's their favorite season. You're like, oh, okay, I, that yeah. is a choice. I'm like, oh, you're a psychopath. I love you. <laughs> yes. We're gonna uh. be friends. Yes, indeed. When in doubt, be friends with people that stand Gabon. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> all right. And you can all follow. And so actually, we all got an answer. We got an answer to the question about the swap. Feel free to comment if you have any other additional information to uh, our Jordan Kalish verification <laughs> there. But until Make then. Make sure you follow- add him too. <laughs> at Jordan okay. Kalish. At Jordan Kalish. A brief cameo, a brief mention of Jordan Kalish has made the podcast. <laughs> I'll add a little asterisk during the tweet <laughs> advertising it. Um, I don't know about that with MJC, FT, Jordan Kalish. <laughs> yes, he was mentioned. Yes. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. Um, oh, here on Silent Podcast, I am, of course, doing our weekly recaps of I Don't Know About That, but I am also in the works with planning some new episodes for Slosh Survivor, and I'm very excited to get those underway as well. And um, now that we are getting back into the swing of things with the writer strike being over, I hope to have some more announcements soon about us recapping some other shows in the future. But while we are waiting to hear more, please reach out or please listen to some of our other stuff where we talk about uh, Project Runway with uh, Nicole and Naomi, talk about Top Chef with Nicole and Naomi. I like podcasting with Nicole and Naomi in case you all Ooh, didn't doesn't. know. And uh, Sister Act, me and my sister Ari recap the our 
the first two seasons. Hopefully we'll be getting a lot more of Claim to Fame. It was a great time. Two excellent seasons of television. I can't wait to see what else is out there. Finally, two of iconic course. Iconic winners. Iconic. Oh my God. It's such a good. They cast really. Whatever they have in the water over in that casting department. Just like they knew what they were doing there. So good. Such good show. Um, but of course, this is Survivor Podcast. Please follow the Survivor Diversity campaign at Surf Diversity on Twitter. That's at Surf Diversity. And listen to me and Christine Palin's uh, weekly roundups over on Inside Survivor. Thank you all for talking with us, listening to us talk about uh, a wonderful swap. Uh, feels like a breath of fresh air to me. And we will be back with episode five when it comes out very soon. Bye. Quiet. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.